it's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we talk about the importance of understanding that we are multidimensional. We are intellectual, physical, emotional, and spiritual, and the importance of keeping all of that in balance. Um, a lot of the people I have worked with as a therapist over the years you know, they might have two legs working pretty good for them, but the other two are not working as well. And then you don't have a very fulfilling life when that happens. So if you're all into the physical and not into the emotional, that doesn't work as well. If you're all into the spiritual, coming from your heart all the time, that doesn't work as well. So it's really important to keep all four of your legs, is the what I refer to it, uh, in balance. And I have a new person joining today. Uh, her name is Jamie Filer. But before we get started with Jamie, um, I'm going to remind you that there's about 380 shows on the website now. And so that's at www.SynergyConnectionRadio.com. And if you go to show notes, I think they're up to 28 pages of shows. Uh, there's probably about 150 of those shows on the national podcast platforms. So if you're listening on Spotify, on Apple, Google, or iHeartRadio, you'll find us there too under Synergy Connection Show. Um, if you go to the website, you're also going to see a link into Boomer Products. I've been using their products for the last seven years now, and I do believe it's what kept me incredibly healthy all the way through our COVID situation. Um, and I think a lot of people have inflammation. A lot of people, you know, are um, pre-diabetic or diabetic. They have obesity. You know, Jamie's going to address some of those issues herself and what we're talking about today. But it is so incredibly important to understand that we need to take personal responsibility for our own health. Uh, doctors are there to assist you if you have let it go, but it's up to you to maintain it or to get healthy. And again, I think that's something that Jamie will definitely address. If you're on the website and you see something that looks like you should be using it, then if you just enter my first name, L-U-C-Y, into the discount code box, um, what you're going to get is $5 off of your order. So I was laughing with somebody that was on the show about a month ago now that's a financial planner. And he and I were saying, you know, if you walk past a $5 bill on the sidewalk, you're not going to just kind of walk on. You're probably going to lean over and pick it up. And so definitely utilize the $5 discount. And um, I hope you try some of their products. They have amazing turmeric. They have a product called Resveratrol for keeping your arteries, uh, cardiovascular health in, in check. Um, they have the, probably the most important product they have is a sprouted barley that comes to them out of Canada. And that will definitely build strength and um, it will also reduce inflammation and take toxins out of your body. So those are just a few of the many products that I use and that they have. All righty. So I am going to share with you um, that Jamie uh, has a beautiful personal story about struggling with anxiety and an eating disorder. And then she came out gay later in life. And she's also spun her experiences into her current mission to 
quote, empower females to build the body they desire to have so that they can take care of their hearts and mind. And um, I was telling her right before we got started, I did a cardio class this morning thinking of her and the fact that we were going to be doing this show together. So welcome to the show, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me, Lucy. I appreciate it. You're very, very welcome. Um, so we're going to be talking about the integration of physical and emotional health. And, you know, maybe if you wanted to start with your own personal story about how this all sort of evolved um, and who you are today. Absolutely. So my my story began when I was 11 and I started my first diet. Uh, could not tell you to this day why it is I began dieting or counting calories in the first place. I had a feeling it had something to do with my self-confidence at the time. You know, I had just started a new school and I think to an extent, I really just wanted to make myself disappear. Mm. Uh, I wanted to blend in. I, I didn't want to stand out. So I physically got as small as I could. Um, now, obviously, we don't have to go into the intricacies or the details, but needless to say, after 10 years, I was fully recovered. And what really helped me develop a voice and empower myself was getting into the gym. I had promised my parents that I would start eating again if they allowed me to purchase a gym membership. And they did. So... I started lifting and the more I lifted and the stronger I got, the better I felt about myself. And I said, oh my God, how does everyone not know this secret? Why aren't more people in the gym doing this for themselves? So that was kind of the first mental health piece that I put together in the puzzle that if you become stronger of body, like you said, you will become stronger of mind as well. That is very, very true. Um, and a lot of people, you know, I, I'm, I was listening to what you said as far as wanting to disappear. And there's um, two ways that people disappear. Um, you know, one is diminishing the food so that they become nothing, you know, in terms of, you know, you can barely see them. The other is to add on so much weight that they disappear within the weight that they carry around. And so you probably sure. have run into both sides, you know, where um, they eat to manage their emotions and the heavier they get, you know, the less their image is there. I mean, they've kind of like covered it up with fat. Absolutely. I'll also tell you, obviously, like, I have uh, quite a few clients who have struggled with some sort of domestic abuse or mm -hmm. sexual trauma. And as a result, they have purposely put on so much weight in order to become unattractive right. so that that never happens to them again. So that is also something we deal with, right? How do we make sure that you keep yourself just, I say lean, but I don't mean skinny, but lean enough for your health to not be a concern, but also deal with the trauma and the sexual abuse and the domestic violence as well. Mm -hmm. um, when they are getting stronger, don't you find, you know, from your perspective, don't you find that 
the uh, stronger they are, the more they feel like nobody can do this to me again. Nobody can push me around or tell me what to do or how to do it. I'll tell you, Lucy, it's not just getting into the gym and getting stronger for them. It's building upon consistent habits. So my clients feel stronger and better and more empowered after five days of hitting their water minimums consistently. They feel better and like nobody can touch them after three days of being consistent with 10,000 steps. It's not just about getting into the gym because a lot of people are intimidated by cardio classes or weight training. So mm -hmm. I say, okay, what is the bare minimum we can commit to by way of your fitness that will still build competence and confidence? How do, where do they start? How do you start somebody who comes to you and says, okay, I'm, I'm tired of being the way I have been. I want a new opportunity. What are you going to do for me? <laughs> uh, okay. So three things. The first one is getting outside for steps, because as I'm sure, you know, nature and walking is so healing and grounding. Mm -hmm. They will already think that I am uh, a magician just from getting them to walk 10,000 steps a day outside. The next thing I'll do is have them drink more water because, you know, in North America, we're heavy on the Diet Coke. We're heavy on the caffeine that doesn't allow blood or toxins to move through your body and replenish, right? It doesn't allow your body to push the toxins out of your body and it doesn't allow new oxygenated blood to flow through your body. So mm -hmm. already with vitamin D, and with new blood and oxygen and less toxins, you're feeling like a million dollars. And then the third component really is our check-ins, the communication, because for some of these people, again, they feel like they've been either let down or betrayed or violated to an extent. They don't know who they can trust, but having a coach, a trainer, a mentor on the other side of the phone has been so helpful for their mental health. That's what ties the two pieces together, the physical health and the mental health. Um, what's the age range of the people that you're working with? Uh, my youngest is probably 24. Okay. I'm going to say she's 24. I just signed a 26 year old this afternoon. And then my oldest is 61. Okay. Um, and let's just say, you know, those that are over 50, how long yep. have they maybe been carrying a lot of the, um, you know, their past with them where uh, their body image, you know, how many layers do you have to go through in order to begin working yeah. with them? I would say it's definitely generational. Mm -hmm. uh, the majority of women 50s uh, are at least of my clients are typically mothers as well. And one of the reasons they're coming to me is because their daughters are now of an age where they're really picking up on the little nuances of how these women are talking to themselves about their weight, uh, about what they see when they look in the mirror. But it's because that's all they knew from their moms. Exactly. I have one woman, right? I have one woman whose mom put her on Weight Watchers uh, at 12, she is now 47. Uh, she is married and she said, I, this is it. I, I cannot carry my mother's baggage about my weight with me any longer. Is her mother still alive? 
she is and is still nitpicking about her weight and what she <laughs> looks like and whether her hair is done. It's a whole other episode for you, Lucy, to dissect. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You know, one of the things, um, and it sounds like you do this with what you do. Um, but one of the things, if I'm working with somebody, um, you know, as a, a life coach is how I look at it now, because I won't diagnose anymore like I used to, because I don't have to use the DSM code book anymore and I don't bill insurance. So it's sure. just a matter of them coming and working with me and my helping them get yeah. where they want to go. But it's so funny because um, the messages that we pick up. I have people work in 10 year increments to begin with and look at uh, their earliest memory. And I have them look at it from the eyes of that four or five year old. What was your family all about when sure. you were that age? What was school about? What were your friends about? How did you look at money? You know, an allowance maybe. We look at all of the features yeah. that we still work with today as adults, but they begin to see exactly what you were talking about, that there was this pattern that they yeah. were inheriting based upon the values maybe of their family or their teachers or grandparents or, you know, somebody, you know, in their life that was important to them. And so they have to, you know, really go through like a cleaning your closet. You have to go through and say, do I want to hang on to that anymore? Is that still beneficial? Yeah. And if it isn't, it gets, don't even donate it. Just take it to the trash. Yeah, that's it. Right. <laughs> okay. And I think I, I definitely do what you do, but in a much less sensitive way, mm -hmm. you know, I will tell my clients, you know, uh, in terms of using spoons or uh, a utensil to feed yourself, right? Mm -hmm. We are way past the age where you miss your mouth the first three times. Would you agree? <laughs> and they're like, of course, like I can, I can feed myself with a spoon, Jamie. And I said, okay, then why are we still in the mentality that of that same age? Why do you do everything else? Why do you still respond to your mother as though you were still that age if you can use a spoon like an adult? And what's the response? The same. There's this gap in the air. Uh -huh. That sentence is hanging in between us, uh -huh. right? Um, another one that I typically use with clients going back to childhood is when they say, Jamie, I'm exasperated. I've tried everything. It's this fat loss thing is just not going to work for me. And I said, okay, cheer me out. The first four times you tried to walk, probably not a success. Right. And they're like, no, I fell. And I said, okay. And then as you got better, you started using tools to hang on to and to lean on. Right. And they said, yeah. And I said, so you never gave up because if you did, you would still be in a stroller and someone <laughs> would be pushing you around. Right? right. Have you really tried everything for fat loss or have you just given up earlier as an adult than you gave up as a child? Mm -hmm. it's the same thing. Well, you know, and a part of it, you know, was getting healthy, you know, which is what we're talking about um, is We've been conditioned from childhood on to actually let others do the work for us. You know, there are an awful lot of people that don't Absolutely. want to make the effort that's necessary to go to college, to graduate, yeah. to, you know, go on and get a career. They are wanting to be fed, if you will. You know, and I love the idea that you use the spoon because that's kind of what yeah. it is, is they, they, you go to the doctor's office, the doctor says, okay, you've got X, Y, Z, 
here's a prescription and go get it filled. And, you know, that's, yep. that's not how you're going to get healthy. Yeah. Yeah. It's how you're going to maybe avoid symptoms, but definitely still stay sick. It's funny. Mm -hmm. I had a client come to me two weeks ago who said, listen, Jamie, I love you more than anything. You've absolutely changed my life. However, my doctor says I need to be on metformin and oh. another diabetes medication. Uh, and I will no longer be able to afford your services. Wow. <laughs> uh -huh. So I said, G give me one, one small favor. And I have to tell you, Lucy, I, I am considerably cheaper than metformin and diabetes medication. Yeah. Right? My, I should probably start <laughs> charging more, but that's, that's not the point. And I said, do me a favor, pay, invest in a glucose monitor, a hundred percent agreed. You need that, but stay with me one more month and see if by committing to my clean eating plan, regular balanced meals and checking your blood glucose levels, we can't get your uh, A1C levels and fasting blood glucose down. I said, if you make the commitment to be consistent, I promise you, you will not need metformin anymore. So she was pre-diabetic. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. is she and doing it? Is she, she doing is. It? She committed. She committed to me. There she committed to me. It's been two weeks. She's fine. She's fine. It's just that these doctors don't want to tell people to eat more vegetables and to maybe go easy on the lattes. They're mm -hmm. like, it's just easier. The metformin's there. Right. Right. Exactly. And, you know, we're, uh, again, we've been conditioned to look for easy. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. that's kind of the bottom line, which is a shame because, you know, the easy isn't always the healthy way. Of course, of course, mm -hmm. you know, in fact, it's, it's typically the harder way. It's the more expensive way. Again, another client, he's 37 and he was just told that he needs to go on blood pressure medication. Wow. Now, granted, this individual is also 235 pounds. So I said the same thing to him. I said, do me a favor. Instead of paying your money or your copay or whatever for the statins, why don't you just come back to me for a month and I will show you that we can bring your blood pressure down. And he said, well, it's genetic and my parents, and it's going to take me a lot longer than that to lose the weight that I need to lose. And my doctor said, and I said, okay, I can't, I can't argue with this guy because his doctor said. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. that, that was one of the biggest uh, things when we were in the midst of COVID in 2020 and 2021, um, especially those two years with people that, you know, thought they had to definitely go and be vaccinated and then boosted. And we're finding now um, yeah. that a lot of people that did that are developing other kinds of health problems. So, um, you know, it's always, uh, you know, like I, I'm going to go back to what I said in the beginning. It's always so important to take personal responsibility, not hand it over to your doctor or somebody else that's in the family to tell you what to do, but to be able to look in the mirror and say, what do I need to do differently and, and look yeah. at what they're doing that's harmful. Of course, yep. the, and, the and mindset the is a part of it. <laughs> yes. Oh, a hundred percent. Right. Because you can be sick up here. And uh -huh. I mean, the word psychosomatic has been around for decades, Ever. right? <laughs> Ever. We know that. Yes. We know that. Um, and I think, I mean, of course I'm biased. Had they kept gyms open, 
or at least um, found a safe way to manage or had Facebook Marketplace not taken advantage of consumers in terms of selling gym equipment, we would have seen a lot fewer cases. Mm -hmm. We And the comorbidities are now only just coming out and they're keeping them very quiet. They're like, oh yeah, it doesn't help if you're overweight. Oh yeah, yes. it doesn't help if you have heart disease, PS. But yeah. nobody's, hey, people who are overweight have a better chance of succumbing to COVID. Yes. But if they weren't, right? So that upsets me to no end. Right. And I'm I'm right there with you because, um, you know, so many individuals were sick before COVID came. And, you yeah. know, the, and it was diet. It was lack of exercise. It was poor sleep yep. habits. Uh, it was stress that they weren't managing. I mean, there were so many contributing yeah. factors. So it was certainly not just the coronavirus. Yeah, of course. And then again, as you mentioned, it was definitely there was a psychosomatic component. The more they worked themselves up about the virus, mm -hmm. the more susceptible they became, the more their energies, their vibrations, their immune system responded to those messages. Absolutely. Um, I know that you probably are aware of a doctor who's now deceased, but Dr. Emoto, do you ever remember him? So, I mean, he talked about these vibrational frequencies that if you just talk to water, just plain old water, yeah. um, and, you know, sent nothing but negative energy into the water, um, the way he was able to freeze slides of water that he had done that with, um, the water became very distorted. It wasn't balanced anymore symmetrically, yep. very cancerous. And then he did the same thing with, uh, you know, another um, vial of water that he sent beautiful messages to, and that looked like stained glass windows. So if we are yeah. mostly water, you know, our bodies are mostly water, fluid, then just think yeah. if, if yep. we have these negative vibrational frequencies that we're sending to ourselves about, I don't look good or I'm stupid, or, you know, somebody else is giving me information that's a negative about me and I'm accepting it. My goodness. No wonder people yep. get sick. Of yeah. course, of course. And I think affirmations and guided meditation should be a core tenant of everyone's morning routine. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Through and through something to, again, change your physiology, right? You can go so far as to have like a Tony Robbins power pose or a Mel Robbins high five in the mirror. There yeah. are so many different things you can do to change your state first thing in the morning. Right, right. And um, for me, what I'm also telling people that I'm working with is as you begin to go off to sleep, come up with at least five things every single night as you're closing your eyes that you're grateful for because you can't have gratitude oh, and a negative mindset at the same time. It doesn't work that time. way. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So my, my wife and I have a, a morning routine and then an evening routine every morning when we're at breakfast, we always start off with what are you looking forward to today? Uh huh. And you have to find it. Even if there's nothing in your calendar or there's literally everything in your calendar, you have to pick one light at the end of the tunnel. And then at the end of the day, regardless of what has or has not happened, we say, what was the best part of your day? And you have to find it in that 12, 16 hour period. Wow. That's, that's really cool to do that because it, it makes you reshift from maybe something that was stressful that day into yeah. something like, wow, I did have some really kind of cool things that happened. 
So we're going to take yep. just a real quick pause for a word from our sponsors, and we will be right back. Are you feeling stressed and anxious about life? Have elevated blood pressure? Experiencing weight gain? Having problems with your immune system? Getting healthy and staying healthy is more important than ever, and it has never been easier when you have fundamental nutrition from Boomer Products. Restore the youth and vitality you are used to in just minutes a day. Check out our website at www.boomerboost.com to see thousands of reviews from customers just like you who are benefiting from Boomer Products. While you're there, check out our podcasts, blogs, and videos, and get caught up on the latest health news and information. Use promo code LUCY at checkout. That's L-U-C-Y to save $5 on your order. Stop existing and start living today with Boomer Products. Welcome back to the Synergy Connection Show. And I have as my guest, Jamie Feiler, and we've been talking about um, the importance of actually integrating your physical well-being with your emotional well-being. You can't have, you know, those are two really important legs of, of who you are. And the physical is going to support everything else. That's your foundation. So think of it like a house. You're building a house and you are the house. And it's terribly important for you to get healthy physically. So of all of the exercises, I mean, you talked about walking. Um, and everybody, you know, that has the ability to walk, I mean, some people might even be struggling hitting those 10,000 steps. Um, yep. But if you have the ability to put one foot in front of the other, even if it's with a walker, um, then where, what's the minimum goal? If somebody says, oh, there's no way I can do 10,000 steps, do you tell them, okay, we're going to work today for just a thousand and next week we'll go to two thousand? I would say, honestly, Lucy, it wouldn't be steps at that point. It would be amount of time. Okay. I would have someone moving for 20, 15 to 20 minutes, approximately three times a day. And ideally after meals, that would be the bare minimum to go for a 10 to 15 minute walk. Cause this will also help your blood glucose levels, right? The food that you've just eaten will not just sit in your body. It will be utilized. We can move the, the blood sugar around. So I would say the minimum would be a 10-minute walk or walker uh, after each meal. After each meal. Okay. Yep. Great time to walk a dog. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. So that is another thing, right? I have clients who know they should be moving more and they have pets. And I said, then in that case, don't do it for you. Do it for them because now dogs are coming out with diabetes and dogs are coming out with heart disease. These things that humans were supposed to have, we are now giving these North American diseases to our animals. And it's just because we're overfeeding them. Yeah. And under exercising. And under exercising. Right. Right. I mean, I have a cat and yeah. she, is a, she is a little overweight. But she's reached an age where, she, you know, if, if she wants to play, it's only for a few minutes. And unfortunately, I don't yeah. want her. But um, with dogs, yeah, there's no reason that you can't, you know, control that a little bit more just by getting them out on a leash. And it gets you out yeah. as well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So again, for those who are struggling to do it for themselves, do it for the little animal that doesn't know any better. Right. 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 Yeah. Um, so a, a typical diet of somebody that you're working with, what do you find that they've been eating and how do you begin to turn that around? 
oh my gosh, what they've been eating is a whole boatload of processed foods. Breakfast is a Starbucks sandwich followed by a Starbucks latte. Mm. Uh, lunch is either a smoothie or just a cup of coffee. Uh, I have another client who just does an apple with peanut butter for lunch. And then dinner is either fast food or it's something that a spouse cooks that they don't necessarily have control over in addition to whatever the child that they have doesn't finish from their plate. And then midnight snack would be chips, ice cream, uh, what again, leftover cookies that happen to be it. Right. So it's mostly, it's mostly processed foods. Okay. And the immediate way, the immediate way that I switch them is by decreasing their caffeine intake so that they're running less on the, uh, the adrenaline, right. The fight or flight response and more in the rest and digest mode. Okay. And I say, listen, if your food has a barcode, I want it out. <laughs> okay. I want I want you to stick to as minimally processed, maximum five ingredients per label as we can manage. So a typically healthy day for you or for one of your clients would look like what? Okay. So every meal is a balance of proteins, carbs, and fat. So breakfast would be oatmeal with egg whites or oatmeal with protein powder and either whole eggs or peanut butter for those extra fats and even more protein. Uh, midday snack would be a fruit plus I typically work out in the morning. So I drink a protein shake after I train. So today it was a banana and a protein shake. Lunch would be sweet potatoes, a piece of fish or chicken. And then vegetables with maybe some coconut oil on top. And then dinner would be rice or sweet potato, chicken or fish again. And then if I want something sweet, I either have fruit or Katie and I have frozen yogurt in the freezer uh, at all times, really. Your cat likes frozen yogurt. No, sorry. Katie. Katie oh. is my wife. Katie oh, I, thought I, you, I, I thought you said my cat. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, our dogs do like ice cream, but we try to, again, avoid them getting uh, cancer right. and diabetes. Right, so. right. So how did you go about discovering, you know, that this was your path, that you wanted sure. to make sure that people didn't go through maybe what you had gone through? I think, you know, circling back to the beginning of our conversation, I realized how empowered I felt just by lifting weights. Mm -hmm. And this isn't about becoming bigger. It has nothing to do with the aesthetics and everything to do with the athletic. Mm -hmm. And, and I, when I realized just how empowered I felt, I said, listen, I guess it's similar to like becoming a preacher, right? Or a minister. As soon as you feel invoked by the word of God, you just want to start preaching to everyone, right? So to me, the gospel is training. It's lifting weights. It's eating clean. So I wanted to be like a preacher for, yeah. for that Bible, right? Sure. Um, so I got my degree in kinesiology. I went on to get a diploma in exercise physiology, another diploma in personal training, another certificate in nutrition. And then, of course, all of the continuing education seminars and workshops that I've attended in the last 18 years, constantly learning and evolving so that I can be better for my clients. 
That's pretty awesome, really. I'm, I think they're very lucky to have you. How do you go about promoting yourself? You know, what, what do you do to let people know you're out there? Uh, a lot of it is word of mouth. I mean, when you, when you go to work every day and you see that your colleague has slimmed down five pounds, then 15, then 25, and now you see them starting a 5K run club at work and you're like, holy crap. And they say, what made the change? And you said, oh, my trainer, right? So word of mouth is definitely a big one, but also obviously Instagram, TikTok. Uh, we have a Facebook group uh, that's just mindset and health hacks for the overwhelmed woman mm -hmm. um, that we're in every single day. So I just try to get on every single platform, traveling again to different workshops and seminars uh, so that my face can be seen, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Um, a parting word that you might like to share, you know, with those Absolutely. that are listening. Absolutely. I want to reassure and reaffirm that fitness doesn't have to look like this or like Arnold Schwarzenegger or like Jane Fonda. Fitness looks like whatever gets you to body if it's pilates go do a pilates class if you've always liked yoga or tai chi go do that if walking five thousand steps 10 minutes after every meal is doable for you then i implore you to go do that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i know where i live they have like a, a resistance pool and um you know i think that that is a great way for anybody over 50 you know, it's less um, on your joints and things yep. of that nature. And so, you know, walking in the water, if they have access to that, even if it's yes. going to the beach or a lake, but just, you know, having some resistance in there makes a big difference too. Yeah. Super low impact. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. Well, listen, it has been a pleasure to have you on the show and um, I would love to have you back in about four months. Um, to Let's share more about what it's like to, you know, start your program and maybe some people will give you a call. Um, you do work remotely with them as well, I guess. It's not always just in person. Uh, Lucy, I only work remotely. I don't have any clients in person. Everyone is online so that I can impact as many people as possible. Oh, that's that's terrific. Okay. I was thinking yeah. that some of them you might have, like locally where you are, might be able to... Um, meet with one-on-one -on -one. so everything is maybe, online. yeah maybe for a coffee date or to catch up but no uh -huh. there's no one-on-one -on -one training okay all right well go out there and please make this your best life i know you're doing that and i hope everybody else that's listening to the show will do so as well and we will see you back here at the synergy connection show next time have a good one out there bye-bye Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one -on -one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us 
us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.